Good morning, Oakwood. My name is Corey Briggs, as Eric had said earlier, that I'm the children's minister here, and welcome to Vacation Bible School early. As you can see, we have our stage all set up and ready to go, and I know the kids are excited, our volunteers are excited, and so we're going to kick it off. Well, I might as well do it right now, right? Start a little bit. And so the sermon title is Find Your Treasure in dot, dot, dot. Now, we find treasure in lots of things. Sometimes we find treasures in things like a new house that we purchased or maybe a house that we've had for a long time and we decide to refurbish it and update it and we do some great things and those are just things that we'd love to have. Or maybe you've had a house for a long time and you're debt free from it and that would be amazing. Or maybe you treasure a car that you've had for a long time and you overhauled it and you've made it yours and you did special things to it. Or maybe there are certain things like a family heirloom that's been passed down from generation to generation like a piece of jewelry or a piece of furniture that you treasure as something you want to keep in your family. Or maybe there's certain clothes that you just like to wear. It feels really good on your body. It makes you look good. You know, you've ever had some of those you just want to keep a long time. Maybe there's other things like um, a childhood toy. Have you ever had a toy that you had as a kid and it might be ruggedy and old and you carried it around and it was something that you just had for a long time that gave you comfort during some tough times or even good times? Or maybe for even some of you students and kids out there today, maybe you have a certain toy that you've gotten recently and you just cherish it so much. And so today we do have treasures in our life, but God wants us to make sure we keep our treasures in its right place. Not above Him, but below Him so we don't worship those things. And so where do you find your treasure in? Well, today our scripture is going to be coming out of Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. We're going to talk about a sermon, but really we're going to focus on Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 19. So you can go ahead and turn there while you're doing that. Now, I looked up in the dictionary from Webster's the definition of treasure. And it says, treasure is wealth, such as money, jewels, or precious metals, stored up or hoarded, kind of like a buried treasure. It also says that treasure is kind of like a wealth of of any kind, of any form, riches, money stored up in reserve or of great value or worth. And then it also says treasure can be a person esteemed as rare or precious or a collection of precious things is the last definition. Now, when you go to Matthew chapter 5, right before it, Jesus is going through all the different regions, uh, Syria, Damascus, and all these different places, and he's visiting and he's healing people of their diseases and he's raising people from the dead and he's... Uh, doing all these miraculous things. So people are wanting to hear and see this Jesus guy and see what he's all about. So Jesus goes up on a mountain and he sits down and he begins to teach the crowd. And in, verse, and in chapter 5, he starts talking about blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are those who are meek, those who are persecuted because of righteousness for doing the right thing. And then Jesus goes on and starts talking about as a follower of God, we should be salt of the earth. We should be a light into the world. We should be different than the people that do not believe in God. And then Jesus starts talking about how he is the fulfillment of the law, that he did not come to abolish the law, but come to basically show everyone that he is the Messiah that was prophesied over and over and over for this, to be the savior of the world. And then Jesus starts talking about how these are some commandments and how we should go beyond what was just written in the commandments, but he goes and talks about murder, how we should not murder. Of course we shouldn't, but we should also not be angry at our brothers or sisters. We should 
deal with our conflicts with one another. He starts talking about adultery and how we should, yeah, we shouldn't do that, but we should also not lust after one another. And he goes even further and talks about divorce because back in those times they would just divorce someone over something bad. You made a bad meal, I don't like you anymore. You know, just crazy things like that. He says, no, we should not divorce over certificates, but only on, over marital unfaithfulness. Then he talks about oaths and how we should keep our promises and be men and women of our word. When we say we're going to do something, we do it. That your yes be yes and your no be no. And then he talks about how we should not have an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. That we should not be the one going out for revenge. That is God's job to give us revenge if we need it. He is the judge, not us. That we should love our enemies even if they are mean to us. And then he talks about how as a believer and a follower of God, we should not promote how good and righteous we are. That if we want to give to somebody in need, we should do it out of secret. Don't promote it and get all the fame and have your name written across a stadium or a billboard or something like that. But give to those who are in need. When you pray, don't get in front of everybody and show them how educated you are and pray this elaborate prayer. Just pray from your heart to God and don't worry about what everyone else thinks when you pray. He talks about fasting. When you're fasting, don't go and show everyone that you're fasting and that you're struggling because you're not eating. He goes, no, do it in secret and then you'll be rewarded for that. And that leads us right up to our scriptures for today. Starting in verse 19. Follow along with me. It says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So the first thing in that scripture that I see is, is do not store up your treasures on earth. Why? because they don't last. Now, when I was in high school, I enjoyed playing sports, and I went to Wacomus, so some of you may go to Wacomus or have been to Wacomus, but back in the time when I was at Wacomus, we had a successful football team for many years, and I was part of that, and a few of those years, we got to the state semifinalists and quarterfinalists, and we had a great time. My senior year, uh, I was the quarterback, and I had a pretty good year, and I received a re an award, and I received this outstanding offensive player of the year for my district which gave me an opportunity to play in the bowl games, and I also got to play in the all-star game. And our school bought us jackets just to say, hey, you are an all-star for the state of Oklahoma. And so I got a jacket, and I thought it was cool. I was like, yeah, this is a treasure. I get to wear this as a, as a senior in high school, and I wore it all the time. And then I wore it maybe my freshman year in college. And about after that, it ended up in my parents' closet for many, many, many years. But it was something that I cherished for a long time. So then one time I went back to my parents' house and said, let me see my jacket. And sure enough, there was a big moth that ate a hole right there in my jacket. You can stick my finger all the way in there. There's other little ones all over the place and on the back. And I'm just like, that is very true. Just what that scripture says, that where moths will destroy even our treasures like clothes and stuff. And then there's even things like rust. You may have a vehicle, you've seen some cars, or you had a dream car as a kid. And after you look back at it, where did it end up? In the junk pile. There's some pictures up on the screen here that we can see where I'm pretty sure in the prime those cars were pretty sweet, but now they're just a junk of rusted vehicles, a truck and another pretty fast car, but not very good anymore. Oh, and there's that one. You know, I'm children's ministry. You got to enjoy Mater. He's awesome. But uh, in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 2, it says, ill-gotten treasures are of no value, but righteousness delivers from death. 
There's a lot of things that we may want in life, but they're really not very good. They're ill-gotten. They don't last forever. And so righteousness is what we should pursue and what we should have because it keeps us from death. Also, it says in Scripture that thieves will break in and steal your stuff. I mean, if you have a really, really, really nice car, I'm pretty sure the people in town who like to steal cars, you'd be on their target list, right? They would want that car. Or if you have some really nice stuff in your house and people know about it, eventually it'll get out and some thieves will want to break in and take your 80-inch screen TV or your brand-new computer or your brand-new iPhone X or whatever things you might have that people will say, hey, I like that instead of you having it. And so things can be taken. So we can't cherish and hold on to those things because they can be gone. There's other treasures that may not last but may not be taken from us, but they just are temporary. Things like food. I mean, you all like to eat. I mean, I like to eat, and there's great tasting food. But eventually, sometimes a doctor might say, you know, you need to quit eating that stuff. Like, oh, no, not good. Or we, just not that, but after you eat for a while, what happens? You're hungry again. And so it doesn't last. And there's other things that don't last, like vacations. I love to go on vacations. I love to spend time with my family and just get away. But if you're always striving for the next big vacation, after vacation, after vacation, and all of a sudden you look back at your, your life and you're like, we have all this debt. Was it worth it? It probably wasn't because the life that you were living throughout the, the year was probably not good. And then also sometimes with all those different vacations, all those different things that you do, you get so busy that you forget to spend time with who? God and spend time with the church body and spend time with them and, and worshiping God, and you're always gone all the time. I already talked about cars and houses and pools, but what about sports? I grew up where I just loved playing sports. I enjoyed playing sports. My kids, I still enjoy watching them play and stuff, but it needs to be limited. It can't be something like what I did when I was a kid where I would watch Saturday, I would wake up, watch football in the morning, watch football in the afternoon, watch football in the evening, Sunday morning, go to church, amen, right? Then go home and watch some more football Sunday afternoon for two games, then maybe watch a Sunday night game, and then Monday watch. So eventually, how many times was I spending watching football and not spending time with God? A lot. And then finally, when I got married and had kids, and they started seeing this pattern, they're like, wait a second, what's going on? I had to realize and wake up, I am being selfish and pitting these things that can be a fun enjoyment entertainment thing and I was using it almost like an idol ahead of my family and ahead of God for sure and so sometimes you have to learn where to put your treasures and and not overdo it there's things like movies we can enjoy movies we can watch concerts and like playing video games and enjoying watching tv shows that show you how to do things and be educated or go and get a lot of these different degrees in colleges those are good things but if your pursuit is that instead of God you got to be careful, right? You need to watch out. Also, when you're a young person, you have that desire to be loved. So you desire a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Sometimes we think they make us valuable, and that's not what makes us valuable. Same thing for a spouse and kids and grandkids. You may want to just spoil your grandkids, but you have to be careful that you don't do all that and not spend time with God. And sometimes even our reputation can be a treasure. We want people to think well of us. And so sometimes we put up a fake facade when in reality we're having a hard day. And really what we need to do is just dwell into our friends and say, help me out. That sort of thing. There's a scripture in Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, that says this. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, 
turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. And if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. We need to search for God. We need to search and turn our ears to him, turn our hearts to him and listen to him. Search for this hidden treasure that is the knowledge of God, the fear of God can help us and stay in focus and, and following him. So the first thing was not to store up your treasures here on earth. The scripture does say to store your treasures up in heaven. So what are some treasures that Jesus wants us to store up? I've already kind of mentioned a few in the last verse, but here's another one out of Job 23, verse 12. I have not departed from the commands of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my daily bread. Job had a relationship with God, and he desired God's word. He studied it. He read it. He had a desire for it more than his dinner or lunch. He wanted to know more and more about God. And so we have that treasure of God's word. And things sometimes we, sadly, don't read it, and we don't study it, and we don't use it in our lives. Well, I've got a video I'd like for you to watch, and it's got some other great things that we should talk about here in a minute. So turn your eyes to the screen. ever considered that everything we can see and touch is ultimately going to pass away? We live in a perishable world. It is all subject to decay and destruction. That's a sobering thought. As Christians, each one of us has a dual citizenship, one here on earth and one in heaven. Our resources, time, talent, and treasure are all perishable in the earthly realm but they become imperishable when we invest them in the heavenly kingdom of God. They last forever with eternal rewards. And that means we can generate treasure that extends into eternity rather than having our legacies abruptly end in an earthly grave. Jesus Christ came into this world to reunite us with God. He also came to save us from wasting our lives our relationship with Christ transforms us in many ways. One of those transformations is a desire to use all of the resources God has blessed us with to further His kingdom. The Apostle Paul admonishes us to set our sights on the realities of heaven. Our focus needs to be on heaven and eternity. Do you want to convert the perishable things you now possess into imperishable treasure? If so, you need to see yourself as God's steward of what He has entrusted to you and strategically use your time, talent, and treasure to bring about your heavenly reward. 
Jesus said, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. C.S. Lewis put that verse in his own words. Aim at heaven, and you will get earth thrown in. Aim at earth, and you get neither. We live in a time bubble that can pop at any moment. When that happens, we will find ourselves in a new paradigm, facing the realities of our eternal future. Are you cooperating with God in the use of your time, talent, and treasure? Or are your resources being consumed in perishable endeavors? Jesus gave us this sure eternal investment tip when he said, Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. God wants to help you adjust your focus from your desires to his desires. He wants to help you invest in his eternal kingdom. He is able to use your little to do great things. With each new day, watch for God-appointed opportunities to invest your time, talent, and treasure into things that create eternal value. Yes, your treasure can last forever. It is guaranteed, and the returns are fantastic. Focus on eternal treasure for lasting impact. Invest in heaven. Discover how you can enjoy a life. Amen. So how do we store up these treasures, our time, talents, and treasures into heaven? If you continue on in Matthew chapter 6, reading verse 22, Jesus goes on and says, The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So the first thing is to store up treasures in heaven. We have to keep our eyes clean. We can't focus on ungodly things. Today, if you can't see the light very clear, you can't see the way that God sees you and how God wants you to be his hidden treasure, then you need to come to God and ask God to clean your eyes to clean your heart, to clean your mind so that you can see God's blessings in your life, so that you can see God's plan that he has for you and that he, you can see your value in God. If your eyes are full of dark, darkness, it says it keeps you from seeing you as God's treasure. We start believing lies about ourselves and that we are not good for anything and that we are not good to be used by God. Don't believe in those lies. Clean your eyes. The second thing is we cannot serve two masters. You can't love God and love money. You can't have two gods, only one. Allow God to give you your resources and use those resources to further God's kingdom and to serve him. In Mark 12, 43, Jesus teaches us a lesson. He says, calling his disciples to him, Jesus says, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all that she had to live on. So there was an example where there was some rich people going to the temple, and they brought lots of money, and they put it into the treasury. And then there was this poor widow who came in with two silver coins, and she placed those two silver coins into the treasury. And Jesus taught his disciples, and he teaches us that that poor widow 
was willing to give her all. She was willing to surrender everything that she had to God. And that's what God wants us, to put treasures in heaven. We have to be willing to surrender our life to him. We have to be willing to make him Lord of our life. If that's something you haven't done, then I need, you need to think about that. Are you willing to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior? And if you need to, you can do that today. Then in verses 33 through 34, Jesus goes on and starts teaching more. He talks about how we should not worry about what we're going to wear or what we're going to um, eat because God said he will provide all that we need. He goes on and starts talking about some other things here in a minute, but there was a verse in Hebrews eleven twenty six where it talks about Moses. And it says, Moses, he regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. If you know the story of Moses, he was found as a little baby in the Nile River and the, the Pharaoh's daughter picked him up and took him in and kept him as her own. And he was raised up as a prince of Egypt. And as he grew up, he realized that he was actually an Israelite. And so he asked to be made a slave and hang out with them because he knew that his reward was going to come in another day. He could have all the treasures in Egypt, but he chose to be with God's people. Then following on in chapter 7, verses 7 through 8, Jesus talks about how we should ask God, we should seek God, and we should knock and ask God to show us good gifts that he has for us. There's another verse in Isaiah 33, 6 that says, He will be the sure foundation for your times, a rich store of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. Once again, there's treasure even in the Old Testament that they were searching. And then the foundation was God. If we place him in our lives and we follow his commands, we can receive salvation and wisdom and knowledge. So those are some treasures that we need to place in our lives that will put us and store them up in heaven. But then Jesus goes on and gives us a warning. He goes and says, all right, there are two different types of examples I want to give you. There are some good fruit trees and bad fruit trees. There is a wise builder and a foolish builder. And if you think about it, Jesus basically asks his disciples in the crowd, which one are you? And today, which one are you? Are you productive? Are you going and sharing your, your talent treasures and your time with other people to further God's kingdom? Or are you selfishly using all those resources for yourself? Are you putting God's foundation and Jesus as your foundation of your life and building your life upon him? If so, then you are a wise builder. If you don't have Christ as your, as your foundation, as your Lord yet, then you're still struggling, and someone might want to get that. So, anyway. <laughs> but anyway, in Exodus chapter 19, 5, it says, Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all the nations you will be my treasured possession. God went to Abraham, and he made a promise to him and said, I will make you my treasured possession. You'll be my family that, and my nation that I will raise up and you'll be different than the world. All you have to do is follow my commands and you'll be a blessing to the world. And most of the time they did, but there's sometimes that they did not. So how do you know that you are a good fruit tree or a wise builder? Well, Jesus goes on and actually gives us a little answer in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. So if you are following God's will in your life, you know without a doubt that you should be growing and being a good, fruitful tree. 
And then you also are a wise builder because you are following God's path. But many people may say to Jesus, I, I know you, I knew you. And Jesus will say, I didn't know you. We didn't spend any time together. We didn't work together. I couldn't, you wouldn't allow me to give you resources to bless other people. So there, if there is no fruit or growth coming in their lives, then they know that they are a foolish builder. So Jesus gives us all a warning. He says, we need to keep drawing close to God. We need to keep growing, keep learning, keep serving God so that we can store up treasures here in heaven. Well, Paul went and told a story to, uh, to a guy named Timothy. After he had his conversion and was going around sharing the gospel to, to people, telling them that Jesus is coming back and that God loves them and that Jesus is the Messiah, and he leaves a message and a command to Timothy. He says, I command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. And in this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age, so that they may take hold of life that is truly life. You see, Jesus came to reunite us with God. He came to save us from wasting our lives. He came to transform our desires to be more like God. He came to use, and he's given us our time, and we don't know how much it is, but he gave us time. He gave us all different talents, and he gave us all different treasures to be used to further God's kingdom here on earth. God wants us to refocus our sights on heavenly and eternal things. He wants us to see ourselves as God sees us, as God's steward of these resources. Like in the video, it says that our lives are like a bubble. It's very delicate. We don't know how long we're going to live. But during that time, we should use it wisely to share God's love to other people. It also talked about how we need to embrace God's path and cooperate with God by using these talents and time and treasures that he's given us. So which one are you today? Where do you find your treasure in? In stuff here on earth or the things that God knows that will last forever? His word, or relationship with Jesus, and using our resources for God's kingdom. God wants to know, what are we willing to do today? If you need to ask God to clean your, your heart and your mind and your eyes, then desire to lay up these treasures in heaven, then ask God to forgive you and ask him to help you so that you can be more like him. Jesus wants us to focus away from our desires and focus on investing in his eternal kingdom. You see, God can use our little things to do great things. Amen? I mean, just something simple that we can do for somebody can go a long way in someone's life. When someone is in need, do we help them out? And that can be one way that which we can bless others. Look for those daily God-given opportunities to make an impact that will last forever. Our treasures can last forever, especially when we find your treasure in Jesus. And so because of Jesus, he is all that we need. He is enough. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you that we have come and we've come to worship you and to learn more about you. But Lord, there's times, Father, that we need to just focus on you. And we need our eyes to focus on you and, and realize that you have given us so many things. And you want us to use those things to help others, to help our family. So, Lord, that we can lead others to you. 
And Father, we thank you for Jesus who came and died on the cross for our sins so that we could be forgiven. And because of that, we worship you and we want to put our treasures in heaven for you, Lord. Father, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.